than bubble. I'm, I'm with you guys on when you think of bubbles, isn't the first thing that you think of bursting. Put it on the poll at Lebitard Show. When you think of bubbles, isn't the first thing you think of bursting. Hey, you're listening to Burst Your Bubble. I'm Josh, and I've got Kyler here with me. We're here to bring you the sharpest sports takes. Today, we recap and preview college football bowl games. We give you our picks and preview this weekend's slate of NFL games, along with the BYB parlay that absolutely will not miss. And then we give you a special totem pole of sports moments in 2021. We are excited to announce this New Year's episode is brought to you by Bigfoot Axe Sewing, the premier axe sewing location in the middle of Paradise in Hochitown, Oklahoma. Use promo code BYB2021 for 15% off your entire group. Remember to stay plugged into our social media on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Burst Your Bubble. We are available everywhere you can get your podcast, even on your Alexa devices. If you're bored at home, just say, Alexa, play Burst Your Bubble podcast. Then remember to rate, review, share with your friends, your family, the lady at Starbucks, the guy at McDonald's, everyone that you talk to, your neighbors, your friends, tell them about Burst Your Bubble. Thank you all so much for listening and all the support. But remember, no hard feelings, because more than likely, one of us will burst your bubble. Bowl season is heavily underway today. As you're listening to this, uh, the national semifinal, probably the first game, is being played. Um, that's around 2.30 today. Uh, Alabama versus Cincinnati, followed by Georgia and Michigan right after that. Uh, Josh, let's start here as we talk a little college football. Uh, Tennessee and Purdue played an absolutely electric shootout yesterday. Uh, shout out OU football, Bob Stoops. Bob Stoops. The Normanites, the big win against Oregon, um, Oklahoma State, a big game on Saturday against Notre Dame. But Josh, let's talk about the games that matter. Alabama is a 13 and a half point favorite. The over-under is set at 57 and a half. That's the last time I looked at the lines. They could have moved. Um, how do you how do you feel Alabama and Cincinnati is going to go? Uh, Alabama is going to win the game. Alabama will be moving to the national championship. It's going to, I think it'll be a good game for about two and a half quarters. And then after that, I think that's where Alabama just kind of breaks away. And I think it's going to be a lot of the coaching experience. Just a lot of the, a lot of these guys have been here. Alabama knows what the moment's about. And this is a brand new thing for Cincinnati. They're trying to make a name for themselves on a big stage, but sometimes uh, you can get caught in headlights. That, that is true, Josh. They are trying to make a name for themselves on the biggest of the stages, but this is a really experienced Cincinnati team. Desmond Ritter is a four-year starter. He's been there since the beginning, uh, since the freshman starting at Cincinnati, along with a lot of these offensive linemen, along with a lot, a lot of these receivers. So while the Cincinnati team hasn't played the, on the biggest of games, they do have experience, and I do agree with you. I think Alabama is going to win this easily. I just need Cincinnati to cover. So, Kyler, here, here's what I mean by experience. I don't just mean player experience in college. Having a four-year, fifth-year fifth guys are great, but there's a complete different atmosphere and feeling versus any game in the regular season than whenever you move to the college football playoffs or any playoffs in general. We see it all the time with NFL, with NBA, with all the other major sports, and this is just going to be an example of Alabama having been here and having done that so many times in the past uh, like I said, I think it's going to be a close game for about two and a half, three, three and a half quarters. And then that's where I see Alabama just running away with it. Let me think. Yeah, I think we're on the same page there. Uh, so do you, do you like them covering that the two touchdowns? I do. I actually have them winning by 14. Uh, I, like I said, after about three quarters, I think Alabama is just going to step on the gas and I don't know that Cincinnati is going to be able to play defense enough to catch up with them. I think that the, I think they're actually I think Alabama is going to score. Well, yeah, it, it's I think that's actually Cincinnati's best case scenario if, it's, if they kind of get into an offensive shootout with Alabama. But if Alabama can put together some stops, yeah, Cincinnati is going to be in some trouble. Um, the, what what really encourages me is that over under. Yeah, I over mean, over under fifty seven and a half. How do you feel about that? That's a lot of points, so I'm going to take it just because I have Alabama winning by 14, and I do think that Cincinnati is going to score some points. So, I mean, I think that we could be looking at a, a – I mean, I think it could be a pretty high-scoring game. I, I'd give Cincinnati 21 points and then just go 14 over that. You're my math guy. Yeah, I went ahead and – I. Uh, I, this is kind of going to be contradictory, but I just put in a bet earlier. I got the Alabama minus 13 and a half, and then I um, – parlayed it with the Georgia and Michigan under. 
So uh, at this, you know, I, I hope I hope Cincinnati covers just for the sake of the college football, uh, you know, the namesake of it. Because if, if not, if you, there's always one blowout. Hopefully it's just not Cincinnati. Hopefully there's not one this year. Um, speaking of the Georgia-Michigan game, Georgia is currently a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, that The point total, however, is a little lower, almost two touchdowns lower, 45-and-a-half. Uh, yeah, this game is a lot more interesting to me because I do think that Alabama is going to take care of business. And the thing is, Georgia should take care of business here, but I don't know that they will. I think Michigan has, has got to be hungrier for this game. I mean, Harbaugh's got to be hungrier, but Georgia, I think, is a better team. So it's really how dominant can the front seven of Michigan be against Georgia. The same story that we saw with Alabama, it's going to be how much pressure can they put on the front seven. And vice versa. Yeah. And yeah, you're exactly right on that. Um, so how do you, Colin, how do you I think my favorite bet of this mm-hmm. game is my favorite bet is Michigan money line plus 250. Wow. Hot take. But I will stick with taking Michigan plus seven and a half. Um, but I just man, being having it at plus two fifty, I see no reason why I wouldn't sprinkle, you know, just a little bit on Michigan to win this game. So 20 bucks down on and I, I wouldn't wouldn't disagree there. Uh, how do you feel about the point total? Do you agree with my under pick, the 45 and a half? I don't, there's no way these teams get to 45 points. I mean, I want to agree, but what did we see whenever Georgia and Alabama play? I mean, that, that final score got pretty high up there. Yeah, I I think I think that's the case of two uh, two of the best teams kind of canceling each other's best things out. And I think we will see that again in the national championship. But uh, in this game, I think Georgia's defense is going to come out really hungry. I don't think Michigan's going to be able to move the ball. Yeah, neither one of these teams necessarily score a lot of points. Georgia's still the best defense in the nation. So, you know, you have to think that they are going to be a little bit hungry after losing to Alabama in front of the entire world and just yeah. wetting their legs. So and you have to think they come out very hungry. And that quarterback situation, too, I mean, they've said that, you know, JT Daniels or whoever is going to be the, the starter, and, you know, they're going to – we're confident in him, but he's going to give us the best chance to win, you know, unless you're down 14 to zero in the, in the second quarter, then we'll see who's a, who, who comes into play uh, quarterback, probably Seth and Bennett. Yeah. So who's the, uh, who's the playmaker for Michigan? That's the, the guy on the line. Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah. I, I think that's, I mean, obviously everyone's going to be looking at Aiden, but you know, just go along with, you know, who's going to be the quarterback. It's going to be a lot of how much pressure can Aiden cause and how much disruption can happen there because a lot of stuff on the offensive side is good, but whenever you have a guy like Aiden Hutchinson, who Cole said repeatedly on this podcast, everyone is terrified of, that puts things into a completely new perspective. Yep, you're exactly right. Uh, Josh, did you catch that OU and uh, Oregon game? I get, I caught a lot of it. I catched. You hear that? Yeah. I catched. I caught quite a bit of it. Uh, Bob Stoops, man, he just the ultimate OU hero legend. Do you think they win this game with Lincoln Riley? I mean, they probably do. But, I mean, it, the fact that, uh, that it would have taken, like, a like, Lincoln Riley, like, re-signing. But uh, if there were still the rumor, rumors and stuff circulating. But for Bob Stoops to come in and all, all the things, all the controversy to step in, completely calm everything down, pass the buyers down to Brent Venables. Venables yeah, just a great, great sight. Clemson with a good win yesterday. So, Josh, uh, speaking of Saturday's games, Oklahoma State, I mentioned them playing Notre Dame. Uh, Notre Dame's a one-point one favorite right now. That game's at 12 noon. Uh, then we've got Iowa, Kentucky playing later that day. Utah, Ohio State, Baylor, Ole Miss, a great slate of games. Which one are you most looking forward to besides, obviously, the Oklahoma State-Notre Dame game? Yeah, obviously, Oklahoma State and Notre Dame is going to be my favorite game to watch. I think that that one-point – I think it's actually a little bit disrespectful to Notre Dame. Mm. Uh, I, I think that the world well, is kind of – The coaching change. Yeah. I mean, they have – there's quite a bit, actually, that's gone over there, I guess. But, I mean, obviously, I'm going to be throwing money on Oklahoma State. Money line is where I would do everything. I don't even care about the one point. Give me Oklahoma State all the way. I mean, this team's going to be wanting to win everything. A lot of these guys have a lot to prove right before the NFL draft. That's why a lot of these guys are still playing. 
So I think this game means a whole lot to the Oklahoma State team, this team that has been here together for a very long time. means a lot to the fans, so I expect them to come out and do everything they can to give themselves a chance to win this football game. It's going to be a lot on whether Spencer Sanders turns it over a bunch or not. Uh, obviously, you're going to believe in the second-best defense in the country. Um, other than that, probably I will be most looking forward to uh, probably Utah-Ohio State. But the Baylor-Mississippi game is going to be really good, too. I mean, I would love to see Baylor, Oklahoma State, and OU win all the Big 12 games, you know, this week. That would be fantastic to watch. Even, you know, former Big 12 Cincinnati, if they came out and just shocked the nation to beat Alabama, that would be fantastic too. But uh, Baylor-Mississippi, I think, is going to be really good to watch. I hope that uh, Big 12 comes out and overpowers SEC. Uh, it's going to be a lot of points scored in that game. Ole Miss can light up the scoreboard, and Baylor can uh, play defense. I mean, they finished as the sixth-best team in the country, two spots ahead of Mississippi. So this will be a good uh, spot test, I think, SEC versus Big 12 middle-of-the-pack teams. I've got my, I've got uh, Lane Kiffin's teams coming out on top of Ole Miss. The over-under is 57, so, yeah, you're right. There's going to be a lot of points, and that's in a dome, too, down there in uh, Louisiana, down in New Orleans, so – Definitely going to be a lot of points there. So I'm definitely most excited to see that game. But I'm just hoping for a really good showing out of the 7, 8, the 9 and the 5, and then the 11 and the 6, Josh, because that's going to really bolster the case for an offseason change for for these playoffs to get moved to at least eight teams, but hopefully 12. No, you're exactly right. I mean, this is where all the – all the talk can be. I mean, the, the problem is that we just saw, you know, Oklahoma State just collapse to Baylor. You know, obviously they end up just coming up just short, an inch short. But, I mean, through the whole game, it was really a collapse from Oklahoma State. And they just kind of puts things – what happens if Mississippi comes out and just blows out Baylor by three touchdowns? I mean, it doesn't look good for the Big 12. It doesn't give them any encouragement to expand the playoffs. So, just as easily as it goes, you know, for the argument if things go right – it can completely shatter some of the argument if things go wrong. Right. So, uh, Josh, any more any more talk before we – let's go ahead and do the totem pole first before we do the picks, right? Yeah, that, that'll, that sounds good. Uh, I will just say, you know, a couple more things about the OU game. Yeah. Kyler, I got a question for you. Does OU's performance, Caleb Williams coming out three touchdowns, only missed like seven passes, 21 for 28, 200, 300 yards, something like that. Really good. Looked really good all game. Kennedy Brooks looked – yeah, Kennedy Brooks looked really good. Does this game give Caleb Williams, you know, one way or the other uh, a reason to stay or leave Oklahoma? Does this game uh, matter? No, I, yeah, I think it's already cemented that he's staying. I think that uh, him even come out, coming out and playing in this game, I think that uh, – I, I think for sure he's going to – he's staying. Gotcha. So, I'll ask the flip side of that hypothetical world, if he would come out and just – with the bed this game, do you think that that hinders his, you know, option to stay at Oklahoma, or do you think he goes somewhere else? I don't think so. I think he, I think he's got the got the trust of the coaching staff at least for another year. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. I think that the, his decisions already been already been made, but you know, I just kind of want to get your thoughts. Other than that, I'm really good. I mean, this has been a lot of fun bowl games, a lot of fun football to watch. Uh, obviously, this weekend is just packed packed of football games, college football, and then the NFL. So, Kelly, yeah, I'm excited. Let's get to this totem pole. All right, totem pole of 2021 sports moments. Of course, we're going to start with the bottom bottom two, top three is how we do it, draft style, uh, honorable mentions at the end. Uh, Josh, go ahead and go first. Start with the bottom. Uh, bottom of my totem pole is going to be – so it's, it is a moment, but it's also moments rolled into one. So the bottom of my totem pole is going to be – all of the controversy over vaccines because that has been a just theme throughout the entire year of 2021. And I just don't like it. I've not liked any of it. I don't like people roasting one side or the other, just constantly getting to fights. Cole Beasley, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, all of that. That's for the birds. Kick rocks with open toe shoes. Kudos to us, Josh, for, I'd say, I'd say we, we as a podcast have talked about vaccines and COVID Probably the least of any podcast. And it's because everyone else is talking about it. We're, it's the thing is, it's not that it doesn't matter, because obviously it matters, you know, if you're vaccinated or not. It depends on how quickly you can get back into play games, who's going to be your backup, things like that. Obviously it matters, but there's so many other people covering it, Kyler. I don't, I'm tired of talking about it and hearing about it. I'd much rather talk about who's actually going to be on the field, yeah. regardless of, of who has the vaccine because they have the virus. Yeah, it, not not to say that it shouldn't be talked about. I'm just saying I shouldn't be talking about it. 
Yeah, completely agree. It's for the birds. Yeah. Uh, bottom of line, Josh, I'm going to go ahead and go with the Super Bowl uh, earlier this year. That's the bottom of my total bowl of sports moments. Not that, you know, I didn't enjoy seeing Tom Brady win, just a dud of a game. I mean, it was Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes. It was built up to be this huge, you know, the goat versus, you know, the future baby goat. And it turned into a dud of a game, all the injuries, uh, just that entire Super Bowl. Tyler, I'm not going to uh, tear apart or roast your pick. Um, I will just leave it at that. It's a pick. I, I'm not the, only, the best part of that game was an incomplete pass. Uh, yes, and it was probably the most incredible. Yeah. So here's here's a fun take. One of those quarterbacks have one of the coolest catches of all time, and the other one has the coolest non-catch of all time. Julian Edelman, the catch. That's probably one. I mean, that's one of the greatest catches in NFL history, but just because of all the things that that pass meant. It wasn't just that it happened. It was how good of a catch it was plus what followed the catch. So, yeah. Well, there's an argument, too, that if that catch was completed, you know, the Chiefs would have been on their way, not maybe to a comeback, but definitely making their way back in that game. And, uh, you know, what happened against Tom Brady with the Giants back in 07, you know, the helmet catch. So, you know, maybe if that's completed, you know, tell tell two, two different stories there. Kyler, I just have some breaking news that I just found out about. And we have to give a shout out and a moment of remembrance for one of America's best. Betty White passed away today. No way. Is that not wild? Are you sure it's real? That's, I mean, I'm, I trust my wife with my whole heart, Kyler. Farrell texted me and then I looked it up. It's for real. Oh, golly. Man. Two yeah, legends so, uh, in the same week. I mean, you know, shout out John Madden as well. You know, passing away earlier this week. Weeks. Probably one of the most uh, in, in, uh, influential uh, members of the sports community, yeah, coaching a- community, uh, football community, uh, everything that he's done uh, in in the sports world. Josh and now Betty White as well. This is just a, a tragic, tragic week for American sports or American heroes. Yeah, John Madden, I mean, obviously one of the legends. No one cared about football more than that man, RIP to one of the best. And then Betty White, weeks before her 100th birthday. Uh, Kyler, I think that it's a good thing that this episode is in 2021 because we'll be looking forward to everything positive in 2022. Yeah, absolutely. That should be so, the bottom line. Yeah, so uh, can I just go ahead and put that – can we just make that the entire bottom of our totem pole? Uh, the deaths of COVID? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, other bottom line would have been KD foot on the line, by the way. Mm, yeah, that would probably make my top, but it didn't. Uh, so okay, let's get to the top. Some of the positive, great moments of sports in 2021. Um, I'm going to start, Josh, the Braves run. The Braves run of the World Series, uh, 100 years after Hank Aaron's – or the year of Hank Aaron's death. Uh, he was, I think he was 100 years old, 100, however old he was. Um Great, great stories. Their their wins over the Astros. They would just come back after comeback. So many injuries. The Ronald Acuna, Acuna Jr. injury. The Braves run. Love to see it. Uh, Braves run is a great call. For me, it's really just because they beat the Astros. Yeah. And I think that's what makes it so good is because, obviously, they lost. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you couldn't ask for anything better. Down with Houston, well, not down with Houston, but down with the Astros in 2021. So, uh, great call there by you, Kyler. Um, let's go with the top of mine. <laughs> I will probably go with. There were so many good sports moments. I mean, I'm, I've got a list of them written down. I guess I have to go with. Giannis and the Bucks winning the NBA championship uh, meant a lot to the city of Milwaukee. It really uh, put a light on Giannis's career, put the legacy in, uh, in true fold. And that just, you know, everything to follow that. He's coming in already, but now he's really established himself as one of the top players in the NBA and the face of the NBA, especially, um, you know, somebody's got to take the spot of LeBron James and Steph Curry. And uh, Giannis is like 26 years old, so who better than him to do it? 100% right, Josh, and uh, he scored 50 points in that game, in that uh, series clinching game. Yeah, yeah, true MVP performance to close it out. Yeah, oh, that's a great pick, great pick. 
my next one, Josh, Todd, this, I mean, this could have been the top of mind. It's the monkey and the Texas assistant coach story yeah. uh, with him and his, uh, him and his wife or girlfriend that he uh, left his wife for it. They have a pet monkey, the pet monkey escaped, attacked a trick-or-treater because the trick-or-treater might have been wearing something, you know, might've invited a monkey attack. You know, I don't want, I'm never a person to ask, you know, what was she wearing? But uh, you know, what was the kid wearing? What was the kid wearing? Yeah. Yeah. Great moment sports. Everyone is going to remember that story for a very long time. If you are uh, an avid sports fan, or if you just have a Twitter, then you will definitely remember the monkey and the Texas coach. Uh, Hilarious story. Good call, Kyler. Now, here we go, Kyler. I didn't tear down your bottom pick. And this is why, because number two on my list is Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers winning a Super Bowl earlier this year. And I think it was a lot of the reason that you said it wasn't a great game for you. I think that it was just this game was Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes battling it out. It was a tie. They were tied in the career. This is the baby goat versus the goat established Tom Brady. And the thing about Tom Brady's teams are he knows that one of my favorite things about Tom Brady is he's willing to take a pay cut in order to continue to sign stars around him to have a well-balanced, really good football team. And that was on full display when the Chiefs did not have an offensive line and the defense of Tampa Bay just chased Patrick Mahomes all game long. Uh, Tom Brady looked like Tom Brady. I mean, won himself another Super Bowl MVP, played a phenomenal game. This was the not passing of the torch that everyone had expected it to be. And it showed that Patrick Mahomes is still human. So for all these reasons, Kyler, this is, was my second favorite moment. I loved the game. I was happy Tom Brady came out and established himself. Now the next match we need to see is him versus Bill. Yeah, absolutely. Would love to see that. Uh, I, I just have a really good feeling we're going to end up with the KC and uh, Brady rematch. Um, the next, uh, wrapping up the top of my Josh, and I'm kind of torn here between two really amazing basketball moments this year. But I'm going to go ahead and uh, use Trey's bow in MSG. Uh, when he when it, the Knicks won the first game of that series against the Atlanta Hawks, the Hawks won the next four, uh, and Trey ended that series with a bow uh, and a wave goodbye on uh, you know on Broadway, basically uh, on the middle of Madison Square Garden, waving the fans goodbye. An amazing moment uh, for you know such a young player in his career uh, to knock out a team such historic historic prestige like the New York Knicks in MSG. Uh, great great moment for uh, Trey Young. That was a great moment. Kyle, that's a good pick, uh, especially for all the Oklahoma people. I mean, they can resonate with anything happening. Positive with Trey Young because, obviously, the Oklahoma star. Uh, so, great pick by you. Good pick to round out the uh, the totem pole. Kyle, to round out my totem pole, this is going to be no surprise to people if they've been listening to the podcast for a little while. The date was July 18th, Kyle. Do you remember anything happening on July 18th? No. So, this was the day – that Colin Morikawa became the first man to claim both the PGA Championship and the Open at his debut in the tournaments. Nice. So a young – I mean, some people are saying the youngest – or the new Tiger Woods, the young Tiger Woods, just because his dominance so early out of the gate, you know that Colin has quickly developed into one of my favorite golfers. Uh, even before he won that first tournament, you know, he I picked him to get in the top five in a couple before that. So – I, I love what Colin is doing. Great golfer. Seems like a really good dude. Uh, that moment was awesome. It just kind of showed it was more of a passing of the torch and just that there's a new era of golfers that are coming into their own. And we talk about them all the time. The, uh, you know, Fitzpatrick's, the Wolves, the Morikawa's, you know, a bunch of these young guys' names. Um, and we talk about them all the time. So I think it was just a, 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 the switch of an era. Yeah, and that's yeah, I've got that in my honorable mentions, uh, Colin Morikawa and also John Rahm, their resurgence in, in these major championships this year, catapulting themselves to the top of the world rankings um, to stardom, basically. Uh, also, another honorable mention, Josh, uh, Jalen Suggs, his bank shot to beat UCLA. Um, it was a huge shot. I, mean, I love Gonzaga. Cra- crazy to even think that was this year. Uh, uh, one of my uh, honorable mentions, Justin Tucker, breaking the yeah. uh, field goal record in the win over the Detroit Lions. Shout Kurt, out uh, Justin Otto Matt Tucker. Kurt Cousins lining up under his guard. Um, great, <laughs> great moment this year. Um, Shohei Otani, just his entire season. Yep. 2021 filled with great sports moments. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't, wasn't too uh, bad. The huh? Sky when, uh, going, I mean, making Absolutely, their run yeah. at the WNBA, that was incredible. 
Um, our women's, uh, uh, what was, we had a really good team in the Olympics. I think it was 800 relay. I mean, those girls were just fast color. We had so many good things happen. The, uh, American team with the, uh, the golf tournament, uh, the Ryder cup is going out and dominating shout out America. Let's go USA, USA. So many great stories in the UFC from, uh, Amanda Nunes finally getting knocked off. Dustin Poirier getting two big wins against, uh, Conor McGregor. Um, then Charles Oliveira knocking out Dustin Poirier. Uh, Jake Paul knocking out fake boxers. I mean, over and over again. Yeah. Jake, Jake, Paul, Jake Paul becoming the number one boxer in America. The, besides, yeah. Probably besides Canelo. <clears throat> Maybe Fury. Yeah, I mean, he's top five. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. Jeremiah Milton knocking a, hitting a guy so hard yeah. his legs come out from under him. Hey, and shout out Top Ranked for not uh, putting him in any of the highlight, you know, wrap ups of 2021, even though that was obviously one of the nastiest knockouts anybody's ever seen. Just, hey, hey wait till next year, Josh. Jo- the same, it was the same quote that Jeremiah said to me. You know, these heavyweights, they're, they're scared to at me. They're not adding me for a reason. Pretty soon they're going to have to. Yeah, I'm all for it. I'm about to order one of his uh, Dreamland shirts. Me too. I was, really, I was really wanting the gray one, but he's got the purple ones. But I'll probably still go ahead and get one. All right, buddy, got a got- great, great rewind and recap of 2021 sports. I mean, there was so many things that happened and you, you were right. Something you said, it feels like this was so long ago, but this all happened in the past 12 months. Yeah. Especially with that uh, UCLA or the, yeah, the UCLA shot with Jalen Suggs knocking him out of the playoffs. That seems like it was two and a half years ago. One of the longest, fastest years of my life. Crazy. All right, Josh, let's get to some NFL before that. You got something for the people. Yeah, guys, go follow us on social media. You can find us on Twitter at, at SportsBYBP. Kyler is at Kyler012. I am at JKeaton022. We post all of our polls, funny tweets, live tweets during these games, uh, wonderful, funny things on Twitter. Go follow us at Instagram, uh, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook at Burster Bubble. We post all kinds of things on there, videos, funny stuff. Definitely go check us out. Kyler's getting uh, his – he got, finally got his laptop back, so he's going to start posting more clips on YouTube because he's our – uh, internet genius and guru. Uh, and then make sure you go follow Blue Wire Pods. It's a great network of podcasts. Chris Long, The Spinsters, Greg Olson, King Griffey Jr. Pod. I mean, so many of the char- uh, Guilty as Charged, Chargers Podcast. Kevin Jones and company are doing great things over there. They've got a studio in the Wynn Casino in Las Vegas, a huge partnership with Coors Light. Go follow at Blue Wire Hustle. It's the up and coming network of podcasts that Kyler and I are part of, the pipeline to Blue Wire. Um, there's so many great podcasts in there that are just coming up or getting started or getting back into the podcast game. So definitely go check all those guys out and ladies. Uh, then go follow at Unwrapped Sports, our family that does a bunch of live streams. And they have a huge partnership right now with MyBookie and ColorCast. ColorCast is an app that you need to download on your iPhone. It is, has people doing live streams or uh, kind of like a live radio for all of the games, general sports talks, all the things that you can imagine. So many great things happening over at Unwrap. Go download ColorCast. It's a fan, fun, fantastic app on your phone. And Kyler, this is it. We've got a day, day and a half. Fancy football championships are here. And if you want your shot at starting the best lineup and then going into next year, if you're already out and you need to know who to draft for next year, if you need to know how to take care of your dynasty league, what kind of prep work to do, go follow our fantasy football expert Shane at Fantasy BYB. With that, Kyler, let's get to this slate of NFL weekend. Let's do it, Josh. Let's start with the games. Uh, so there's no Thursday night football this week, of course, but let's start uh, with the 12 o'clock games. Buffalo is a minus 14 and a half. They're home. They've got Atlanta coming to town. The over-under is 44. Uh, I'm going to take the Bills minus 14 and the under. That's a dangerous combo, I think, Josh. I, I think do, too. I think, you'd like, I think you'd like them to blow them out. But uh, let's see. The last time the – I mean – the Falcons lost a few weeks ago, 13 by 13 points to the Bucs. They lost by 18 points a few a couple weeks ago to the 49ers. Um, yeah, I don't I don't hate that. I don't see the Falcons scoring a lot of points. Cordell Patterson might find the end zone once. Uh, Russell Gage might find it once, but I don't see them scoring a ton of points. And I think the Bills will score three or four touchdowns. I mean, a lot of people have been sleeping on Josh Allen since they kind of lost or since they Lost to the Patriots in the Snow Globe game, and they had the rough game against the Chiefs. But, I mean, overall this year, especially for, like, the first eight weeks, the Bills were just throttling everybody. I mean, we saw countless 30, 
32, 45-0 games from the Bills. So I think this is going to be another one of those games where they just uh, completely handle a team. I like their money line here in a, in a parlay. Um, it'll probably be in the, my BLB parlay, but I, I'm I'm just not not keen on that 14 and a half. I feel like this is a, this is a good letdown spot for them following that big win last week. Um, and you know they're they've probably I mean uh, not a complete letdown, but as far as the 14 and a half because they're trying to of course they still want to win and get that AFC East because if if they went out, Josh, they win the AFC East. Yeah, well, they definitely. I mean, I say definitely. They should not lose this game. This should be a game that they go out and just have fun with and put the backups in by the third quarter. Yeah. Uh, Giants visiting the Bears. The Bears are a six-point favorite at Soldier Field. The over/under is thirty-seven. I'm taking the Bears plus or uh, taking the Bears minus six. Daniel Jones is shut down for the season. Glennon's not going to be able to score points. Andy Dalton's under center. Um, yeah, give me the Bears minus six, and I'll probably take the under here as well. You said who's under center? Uh, Mike Glennon and Andy Dalton. Okay, Andy Dalton under center. Give me the Bears minus minus six. Over under 37? Yep. What do you like? Uh, I'll take the under. Mm. Yeah, I'm staying away from that. Chiefs, Bengals. This one should be exciting, Josh. Uh, Kansas City is favored by four and a half. On the road, the over-under is 50-and-a-half. Yeah, this should be a really good game. This is going to be the ultimate test of Cincinnati and Kansas City because both these teams can score. But, Collar, if there's one thing I've learned, I have two rules. Do you remember my two rules of sports betting? Don't bet against Patrick Mahomes. That is, don't, don't bet anything in a Lions game. And don't bet against Patrick Mahomes. Give me the Chiefs minus four and a half. I've got the Chiefs money line. I think the Cincinnati Bengals cover. Okay. What do you think about the over-under? Uh, this is probably one of the most aggressive plays of the week just because it's so high. Um, I'm going to go with the over, though. I'm, I'm going to tell you, and I'm also taking the over. All right. I think, there's gonna, I think this is going to be a fun game to watch. Uh, oh, yeah, for sure. I, I don't know, Jim. You know who's going to be on the call there. They're definitely going to be on the call. Uh, Dolphins, Titans. This is where they could be as well. You never know. Uh, you know, Dolphins, seven seven wins in a row, going for eight. But the Titans, Josh, as, as banged up as they are, they just continue to win games with this ragtag crew. They've won 10 games this year, 6-2 at home. They're favored by three and a half at home this week. The over-under is 39 and a half. How do you feel about it? Uh, give me the Titans minus three and a half, and I will take the over. I'm completely disagreeing with you there. Uh, I've got the Dolphins winning this game, making it eight wins in a row, moving up to nine and seven. Josh, and they're not completely dead from knocking the knocking the Patriots out of uh, the playoffs. Well, if the Patriots don't make it in the playoffs, you can kiss Bill Belichick's coach of the year goodbye. Oh, but actually, cool. Kyler, his coach of the year actually might already be dead or on the brink of being dead because – there's another coach out there that is not being talked about a whole lot that really should be. Yeah, Brian Flores. Well, there's another coach who's done a hell of a lot better job than I think Brian Flores this year. Who's that? Zach Taylor in Cincinnati. No one realized that this is his second year coaching in the NFL, and his team right now holds the one seed in the AFC West. I think Vrabel is the no favorite one. right now, huh? Who is? I think I'm pretty sure it's Vrabel. That I mean, that would make sense. Let me, I'll pull it up. You can I'm keep pretty, going. I'll pull it up. I, I think I saw it on the McAfee show this morning. Uh, and uh, uh, B-Flow was third, I believe. Um, I know Arians was in there. I know uh, uh, McVay was last in that. You know, I think he was like eighth. Um, Mike McCarthy was in the mix as well. Uh, let's move on, Josh. Uh, yeah, but like I said, I've got the, I've got the Dolphins uh, winning that game, by the way. Uh, you can go ahead and hit their money line uh Raiders Colts the Raiders visiting the hot this the, I mean the, this is going to be a really interesting game I don't like the seven points that they're giving the Colts at all I think the Raiders are going to cover that seven points I'm not sure they're going to win the game at all but I I just don't see this game getting any more than three points out of hand in either direction uh I think I agree with you I don't know. I don't really like this game at all. I don't. I never know what to think about the Raiders. Um, 
I'm probably going to get the Colts minus seven just because I think Jonathan Taylor, he didn't have any touchdowns last week. He's going to score this week, maybe twice. Um, the Raiders had a good win last week. I don't think that they can do that twice in a row. Yeah, give me the – I'll take the Colts to cover. I don't know that I've picked one underdog yet. That's that's not good. No, you haven't. Uh, now we got the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're plus 16 on the road at New England. Oof. <laughs> that's a stinky game. Um you know the Patriots I, are going to be hungry to get one back after that loss last week against the uh, against the Bills and Josh. They pretty much have to win out to guarantee or to even I mean have a hope to making it in the playoffs. Sixteen is a ton of points. Oh, it's a ton. I I think I'm going to take Jacksonville plus sixteen. I mean, obviously the Patriots money line here, but uh, I think I will take. Jacksonville plus 16. I mean, I just don't know that Mac Jones is scoring that many points. I mean, I mean, maybe Damian Harris gets four touchdowns again. Um, yeah, and I'll take the under at final score. Ooh, I don't know. That's a scary. I'm gonna agree with the under, but I think the final score is 35 to zero Patriots. Yeah, I, I could completely see it, but if I mean if they score, if the Patriots score more than 28, you know, just shout out Bill Belichick. Well, defense uh, defense is a cable up for sure. Uh, Tampa Bay minus fourteen on the road visiting the Jets in the Meadowland or MetLife Stadium, East Rutherford, I should say. Uh, Josh, how do you feel about the minus thirteen? So I'm trying to find it on my. Uh, oh, here we go. I love the minus thirteen. Jets aren't going to be able to keep up with them. Zach Wilson just needs to have a you know a multi touchdown game, whether he runs one or. Uh, throws one uh, or does two of both. I mean, you need to get multiple touchdowns. You need to get some yards this game. But I think Tampa Bay is going to try to – Mike Evans is back. I think that they're going to try to fully come back in this game and play their best football hitting right into the playoffs. I'd agree with that. I got them covering that 13 points as well. Uh, Staying away from the over-under. I don't like that line. Moving on, Josh. Eagles and Washington, Washington, NFC East matchup. Both these teams, I mean – yeah, they've been playing some pretty feisty football all year long. It's a team that nobody really wants to see this time of year. Uh, Philadelphia is a four-and-a-half point favorite on the road. Over-under is 44-and-a-half. I think, I think I have to take the Eagles minus four-and-a-half. I mean, I really don't want to. I think the, I think Washington should be able to put up a fight here, but because I know that they're going to be hungry after just getting demoralized by the Dallas Cowboys – but the Eagles are still fighting. I mean, I think that there's a, like, mathematical chance that they make it into the playoffs. There's, so, a, pretty, there's a pretty good chance they make it to the playoffs. Yeah, so I, I think I'll take the Eagles, Nick Strani, Jalen Hurts, trying to do some stuff. I think, you know, Jalen will have a good game. Um, hopefully, you know, he's not benched for Minshew again, and uh, he can act like an athlete. So, yeah, give me the Eagles minus four and a half. I'm agreeing with you there, Josh, and I – I'm agreeing with your your pick, but I, I'm not agreeing with your take. I think the Eagles are a much better football team. I think they're uh, much better on both lines. I think they have better skill players. I, I don't think this game – I think the four and a half is a little disrespectful. Uh, I think they win by two touchdowns. Yeah, I, and I think the only reason that it's four and a half instead of a touchdown and a half is to uh, the – I mean, something I learned from you, they give three points yeah. to the home team automatically. Well, so well, I think yeah. Vegas sees this as a touchdown game. And from what I've read this season, that's actually dropped down to like a uh, to one and a half points if you're the home team. So, so maybe even less than that. Um, moving on, Rams, Ravens, Josh. This is a, speaking of teams getting some disrespect. The Ravens, they're at home this week, and they're five and a half point dog. I mean, I understand you've had you you've been ravaged by COVID. You've your quarterback. You played Josh Johnson last week for God's sake, but Lamar's back this week, right? They still don't know. It has not been. Uh, it has not been fully decided. He did not practice yesterday or today. Um, it is not announced that he will be the starting quarterback. But Kyler, the reason that this lines the way it is, it, this isn't disrespect. This is for two reasons. One, the Los Angeles Rams are a very good football team. I mean, they look really good. They've looked really good. I mean, they've beat the Cardinals. They've beat some teams. Matthew Stafford's looking good. Cooper Cup is an MVP level guy. 
I mean, the defense has been playing good enough to win games. I mean, this is a good football team. The Baltimore Ravens, Kyler, they are ravaged not just by COVID, but injuries. I mean, we're throwing out third-string quarterbacks all over the place. And whenever you're throwing out third-string quarterbacks against Cooper Cup and OBJ and Van Jefferson and Tyler Higbee, I mean, they're going to score points. I mean, yeah. they're just – it's going to yeah. happen. Shout out, shout out to Chris Long in the Greenlight Pod, and I'm going to take this from him. The Rams, this this feels like a, one of their finesse games. I mean, the Rams really feel like a team that can go out there and be bullied around, be pushed around. They, they're they a really finesse football team. And the Ravens are, are the type of football team, especially right now, they're going to go out there and smack you in the mouth. And if the Rams get hit in the mouth too many times, gosh, they're going to – I mean, especially we saw it with Matt Stafford last week. I mean, I understand he had four or five offensive linemen or whatever he had. Yeah, Josh, he had four picks in the first half. It was it was incredible. I mean, if that happens against the Ravens, they will lose this game. Um, they definitely won't cover this this five and a half. If they win this game, it will be by it will be by a field goal. Uh, I mean, yeah, I just I mean, Baltimore is just beat up, man. We we're just not in a good spot. Um. I mean, I can't not pick the Baltimore, so I'm going to pick the plus five and a half for Baltimore, but I have zero confidence in it. If you don't have confidence, pick the Rams. I mean, you don't, you're not. Oh, no, no. I, I'm i always going to pick for the Ravens, Kyler. I'm not, I'm not going to pick against my team. That's just not going to happen. They're not paying you. Well, I mean, I – oh, and I just read that Lamar Jackson returns to practice with a pronounced limp. So, uh, this man was practicing – Limping well, around, hobbling. Huntley's playing. Huntley's out of out of. Is he vaccinated? Uh, I don't know, but he should be out of uh, whatever it is COVID <sighs> protocol. Hopefully, uh, Kirk Cousins out this week. By the way, we'll get to that here in just a little bit. Yeah. Um, Broncos Chargers. Broncos are a seven point dog on the road to the Chargers. The Chargers playing very uninspired football lately. Playing very unserious football lately. Uh, the Broncos, they have, they've looked testy. They've looked capable of being a, a professional football team sometime in the future. Um, Josh, how do you feel about this game? The Chargers should not lose this game. They have the, the personnel. They have the players. They have all the people that should help them win this game. Jerry Judy and Bradley Chubb are going on COVID reserve, so that's going to hurt the Broncos quite a bit. Um, I'm going to take the Chargers – Money line for sure. Um, I don't feel crazy about – here's the thing. I feel like if the Chargers win this game, it's going to be by more than a touchdown. And if Denver wins, it'll be less than a touchdown. So I think the line is spot on. Uh, I will take the Chargers minus seven. I think they win by ten. Um, I, I think that Denver's just kind of beat up. Chargers are just kind of – I wouldn't say spiraling because they're just kind of sitting static. I mean, they're the win one, lose one, win one, lose one. Um, give me them to win by over a touchdown this week. Uh, I'm agreeing with you there just because of what I've just learned about their wide receivers over in Denver. So, uh, yeah, give me that minus seven for the Chargers as well. Uh, they've got to get back on track. Just for, just for I mean, They're probably not going to make the playoffs just for next season. Um, Texans 49ers. 49ers minus 12 and a half. Uh, Texans playing inspired, really inspired football. I mean, Trey Lance having to play this week against Dougie Mills. Josh, this could uh, this smells like a rat line to me. Tyler, I think that last game was exactly what you called. It was a game that Davis Mills needed to go out and just prove that he could be the franchise guy moving forward in Houston. If Deshaun Watson doesn't stay, if that you know whole thing does not end up working out, which no one thinks that it will, except for maybe the head coach still. But uh, I think that Davis is trying to prove that he can be the guy. Does he get two games in a row where he can prove he can be the guy? I don't think so. Um, with that being said, I will take Houston plus 12 and a half. I don't see San Francisco scoring that many points uh, ahead of them. So, yeah, I'll take Houston plus 12. We're on the same boat there. How do you feel about the over-under 44? It's stinky. Um, I don't like it. But, yeah, it's stinky. I'm probably taking the under. All right. Uh, this one should be a fun game as well on Fox. This is, this is where uh, – Troy Aikman and Joe Buck should be Cardinals Cowboys. Uh, this is in Jerry's world. Dallas is a six-point favorite. The over-under is 51. Cowboys trying to keep things rolling. The Cardinals trying to get the train back on the tracks. Josh, what happens here? I have – I mean, this is a tough one. Um, <laughs> I will probably take Dallas minus six just because D-Hop is out. The Dallas defense is just rolling right now. 
Um, with that being said, I think for the Cowboys to cover the six-point spread, I will take the under on 51 points. That is a ton of points, and I think that the defense is going to have to play well against Arizona to get them in this football game. So give me Dallas minus six with the under 51. I'm going to agree with the Dallas minus six. I mean, they're fully healthy. The Cardinals still battling through injuries, still trying to get everybody healthy. Um, hopefully they get everybody healthy by the playoffs. But until then, until I, until I can see that, until I see a healthy – Colin Murray and a, a healthy DeAndre Hopkins, um, I can't really bet on them. Yeah, not me either. What do you feel about the 51 points? Oh, that's a lot. You hit the over. I mean, fuck it. You're taking the, you're taking the over? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Lions, Seahawks. The Seahawks are minus seven and a half point favorites at home. The over under is 41 and a half. Dan Campbell's got this group playing really inspired football. Slucky has since, I mean, you know, the week before training camp started. Uh, Josh, the Seahawks are taking. I've got the Lions plus seven and a half. Uh, no. Now, I, just like what happened a few weeks ago, I don't remember what team it was, but there are just some teams that you can't tank against that just looks too bad. Uh, so this is not going to be a tanking game for Seattle. They uh, will cover. Too many points. They could still win. Uh, no, give me seven and a half. There's no reason that this game should be that close. Uh, Seattle, do your job. Go beat Detroit. Not going to. Uh, let's move back to uh, the Panthers and the Saints. This one should be a really shitty game. Uh, this is in New Orleans. New Orleans is a six and a half point favorite. The over under is 37 and a half points. Just I think I could score 37 and a half points. Uh, how do you feel about this game? Uh, it's a stinky game. I know that. Uh, no Christian McCaffrey. I don't even know which court. What are the chances that all three quarterbacks play again in this game for, for Carolina? It's got to be 100. I mean, uh, I honestly don't think we see much more of Cam Newton. Oh, that would be a shock. Um, I will take the Saints minus six and a half. I'm just not big on dogs this week, I guess. Um, I think to be fair, I did not watch Ian Book play last week, so I don't know. Oh, I guess Trevor Simeon will be back from COVID. Um, oh, bro, you didn't watch Ian Book play last week? I missed it. Jesus Christ. That's Josh, it looked like he had never played quarterback before. Oof. It looked like he, he looked like an athlete, like a good basketball player, but they're like, hey, do you want to try basketball? You want to try football? Oh, he got sacked eight times. Yeah. Oh, his, his, Josh, his favorite play was just as soon as he got the snap, just bootleg to his right. Was it to Kamara? Josh, he threw the ball to Kamara so many times. Good. And, uh, uh, Josh, a lot of the times Kamara would, wouldn't even be ready for it. He'd be three yards behind the line of scrimmage. And, I mean, he would check down to Kamara, and Kamara would get just annihilated, like six yards behind the line of scrimmage, just get up and look at him like, why the fuck did you throw that ball to me? Oh, yeah, that's tough. I do know that that offensive line was struggling. I mean, they were not pieced together well last week. That was a tough game for him to get thrown into, but you got to look you got to look better. Um, I will still take the Saints minus six and a half. I think Simeon is going to be back under center, so I will take them. But I'm really the only reason I'm doing this is because of Alvin Kamara. I think he's the best player in this football game, and I think it's going to show. I'd agree with that. I'll hit their money line. I'll stay with that six and a half. I think it could be close. Uh, Minnesota is visiting the Packers for Sunday Night Football. This one should be a lot of fun. Green Bay is a 13-point favorite. It's kind of crazy. Uh, oh, no, Kirk Cousins, it makes sense. Um, I have no idea. Josh, I mean, that, oh, color, that's, that's a, I mean, that's kind of a bold take. Do you think that the line – do you think the Vikings have a better or worse chance than primetime Kirk? That's that's a great take there. But, Josh, here's a, here's a more fun game. Name the Vikings backup. Oh, uh, Minion, Sean Minion, Sam Minion. Trevor Minion? No, it's, I think it's with an S. Sam or Sean? Minion? Yep, I think it's Sean. Sam. Sam Minion? Wow. Sean Minion? I've, I don't think I've ever heard that name before. So he hasn't started, and so he's only like started two, he's only played in like two games uh, in the NFL. Yeah, um, give me that minus 13. Is it? So it is Sean. It's Sean Manion. Yeah. Not, yeah, I pronounced it wrong. It's Manion. Um, yeah, Sean Manion. Uh, he was drafted by the Rams in the third round of 2015. He's 29 years old. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> easy, easy, Josh. 13. I just, oh, this is a funny tweet. The CDC recommends starting Kellen Mond over Sean Mannion. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, definitely uh, taking the Packers here. Dalvin Cook, you know, she took his match. It'll be interesting to see what the prop bet is for Justin Jefferson with someone who's not Kirk Cousins in this game. But, yeah, this should be a game that Matt LaFleur and uh, Aaron Rodgers just take care of business. Yeah, and also uh, we've got some potential for some snow games this week, Josh. I mean, it's going to be seven degrees for that Vikings-Packers game. It's going to be um, in the 20s for Falcons-Bills, Giants-Bears. Uh, Chiefs-Bengals going to be in the 30s. We, I mean, hopefully we get some, get some, some snow, snow bowls. Some of the old snow globe games. Yeah. So uh, Monday Night Football, Josh, and here we go. I mean, we're going to send Ben Roethlisberger off right in Heinz Field at home. I mean, storybook ending against against the Browns. Browns are a three-and-a-half-point favorite. The over-under is 41. I don't see how how the Browns are favorite, favorite against anyone um, at this point. It, it's just obvious they're not going to win football games. Um, Josh, I, Big Ben is obviously getting this win, right? I think so. At home, last game, um, yeah, I think that they get this win. I'd agree with you there. Uh, and it, so he's for sure gone, right? I mean, he hasn't formally announced it, but all the sources that are close to him says that he is playing these games like they are his last. We both got the Pittsburgh minus three and a half. Let's go ahead and get the uh, BOB parlay. Oof, Okay. Um, okay, to start, Kyler, I'll, I'll let you start this time. So, Josh, here's my, here's my strategy this week. We have to win this. So we have some money going into the next week. We have to win next week, so we have a lot of money going to the playoffs. Agreed. Buffalo money line. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm trying to find it here. Oh, a thousand. Okay. Um, I'm going to take. Ooh, this is a lot of points, but give me the Bucks minus 13. Okay. Philly minus 14 and four and a half. Philly minus four and a half. All right, let's move to one of the night games. Oh, Green Bay minus 13. I love it. So what you got some odds on that? Plus 665. Bet 10, you win 76.54. I love it, Josh. We this this one should win. This one I've got a really good, really good feeling about this one. Should give us some money going into week 18. That feel, still feels weird to say. Um, Josh, the, the national semifinals should be starting here in about two or three minutes. Um, hopefully while I'm editing this, I miss all the pregame, pregame mess and I get it uploaded just in time to watch it. Uh, it was a great episode today, buddy. We got anything else? Nope, that is it. But one more time for the people, the BYB parlay that absolutely will hit to give you money headed into the playoffs will be Tampa Bay minus 13, Buffalo Bills money line, the Philadelphia Eagles minus four and a half, and the Green Bay Packers minus 13. Kyler, with that, all of our money into the playoffs. Let's go watch some college football, get this episode up, uploaded, and have a great New Year's. And I will talk to you again in 2022, my friend.